Well, I, I agree. do. I agree with Kurt in that if you want to see, oh wait a second, wait a second. If, if that's you... worth, that's worth this. That's worth right, this. Man. Come on, man. Fuck. All right. Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, Bourbon Boys, the podcast for guys. You know what? This is episode 28. <laughs> Quattro. Hot. Cot. Cot. So far we've covered Rabbit Hole, Old Forester, Peerless, and now we're going to head out of the city. Not too far. Not it's, too far. It's still within city limits. Yeah. To uh, Stitzel Weller. Stitzel Weller. Yeah. And I was really excited about the Stitzel Weller tour. Yep. Have you Honestly, been? Honestly, not my favorite tour. Have you been? Have you been before? Before? No. Yeah. Okay. No, we didn't go. Was that no, in okay. uh, Lively Shively, I believe it was? Oh, was that? It might have been. Little, yeah, because remember the Shively so, was the area that was under different yeah. tax code. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. moved the production inland to yeah. what became Lively Shively. So here's what I will say. four miles out of the oh, city yeah, center. Okay. So. so here's what I will say. Yeah. The, the thing that I liked about Stitzel Weller, yeah. environmentally, it was like the best tour for me. Very rustic. Very I much mean, I like, loved the feel of like all the buildings. It was a gray, and, cold day. Yeah, it was a gray, cold day. Cool, it was cold. Buildings are not heated, except the tasting. <laughs> buildings are not heated. But no, I mean, I liked, because you actually felt like you were on the property yeah. of a yeah. distillery. And, and it was. It, it, it was. Yeah. It was uh, authentic. Old, old Fitzgerald's was, Fitzgerald was, was yeah. produced there. Now, yeah. right now. But they didn't actually make anything there. No, it's a show. It's a showpiece. It's a showpiece. For them right with, now. With like the spirit of Julian Van Winkle rolling, yeah. Yeah. roaming around. Yeah. So I'm if with you, read, Kurt. If you read Pappyland, yeah. this is the place where uh, Julian talks about going to Pappy's office. We were in Pappy's office. It's part of the tasting room. Yep. Um, yeah, so lots of like visual history, lots of artifacts, nothing in production. No. Uh, so comparatively, you know, it's a leap of leap of faith to understand how things are happening. It was more of like, and this is where they left the cooperage. Like everything just yeah. looked yeah. abandoned. It was a little yeah. Walking Dead. That yeah. was yeah. cool. It was yeah. cool though. Yeah. Okay. So why are the buildings black? Oh, it has something to do with the, the fungus. ethanol it's fungus. A, it's a fungus. From the result, resulting from the conversion of alcohol into something. Yeah, and yep. at, at this point, they believe it's harmless. <laughs> they believe. <laughs> they believe. Because they're giving they tours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. thousand people right. coming through a day. It's harmless. <laughs> Again, this was a 60-minute uh, tour. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had a very knowledgeable tour guide. Who she was, was very good. She, she was, was good. Very much on a schedule. It was Annie, yeah. right? Yeah. So not a lot of, uh, How do you, remember you know, this shit. It's she just, was just, I, so she was polished. She was. She I was would new. Say she I, was. She was Miss, new. Miss Kentucky eighty four, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing, one seriously, it was frigid. <laughs> it was freezing and cold. We, including Annie, was underdressed. Yes. Yeah, for the, to be out in the elements. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't interested in lingering. She wasn't <laughs> interested yep. in explaining. So yeah. we yeah. we did kind of click through pretty quick. Now That's true the. Interesting kind of dynamic, just thinking about the places we stopped. So yeah. we went to that barreling room or whatever it was. Yep. Super old. I mean, it was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like railroad tracks. It yeah. was totally in a barn yep. and all yep. this had signatures on the wall. Yep. And then we went to the production office or whatever that was. Yeah. And that felt like 
totally like Clinical 1950s, 60s. Laboratory. Lab laboratory. Was it, taste, yeah. it was a tasting room, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought yeah, it was no, where they experimented. No, no, no. no, no, no. Okay. It was the actual lab where the scientists did the work. Oh, I thought that was where they were doing the tasting with the sci- scientists there. Not, not the tasting room we sat in. You're talking no, about no, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, the no, experimental yeah, room or yeah, whatever yeah, they yeah, call it. Yes, yeah, you were yeah. correct. That was yeah, it. Yeah, well, okay, I mean, yeah. didn't that feel like... Oh, it's totally yeah. 1940s, government yeah, early 50s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it could be the evolution of the the company, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. So. But it was the one tour we got the we got the I think to your point where you're going is you got the physical scale of what this would have been like. Yeah, yeah. like it was the yeah. one time we left yeah. a building. Yeah. yeah, to go to another building. Yeah. So many buildings, many rick houses. You know, different, yep. different. We couldn't get into the boiler room to see like where the mash was going. No, right. we got but that's how that. Buffalo Trace was as well. The feel, exactly. That's the what feel. I, yeah, that's sure. exactly Buffalo, what I was going to say. Is, if, like, you've been to, if you've been to Buffalo Trace, it's or even Woodford, it's that kind of feel yeah. without the actual production there to yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah. support right. it. At so. one point, high volume, high production. Absolutely. You know, where, whereas you just couldn't get that from yeah. them. Yeah, because they had to. They had the rail cars routed into the property to yep. drop off coal and right. uh, grain. Yep. Yep. But yep. super high volume. Certainly not a 2,400 barrel annual no. year place. No. I mean, no, no, super no, no. high volume. No. Yep. I remember halfway through the tour leaning over to Alton and saying, I wonder what percentage of all of this is bullet. Yeah. And I bet it's 80 plus. Yep. Mm. So we did, mm. so to the bullet, uh, I did record some of this. We'll hear a little bit from Annie yep. in, in a bit. Um, but we got to uh, this was a tour that was I mean it's it's a brand that they don't own Weller so Stitzel Weller's in the name people they used to are often disappointed when they come and realize there's no Weller here that's that Buffalo <laughs> yeah, Trace it's a Buffalo yeah <laughs> Um, but they've been they've they've have lots of brands move in and out. You know, Old mm-hmm. Fitzgerald is in the brick in the smokestack, yeah. and yeah. they don't make Old Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah. it's been a it's been a brand that has sold off a lot of its <clears throat> brands. Pappy was started there. It's now at Buffalo Trace. Yep. Um, but they had Blade and Bow, which is a new brand that has an old history, which um, they acquired. Yep. The existing inventory when they purchased. Mm-hmm. And that was part of extending the brand over was taking that existing inventory and creating a new brand. Yeah. And that's how Blade and Bow came out. So, but, it, but the 22 year is what? What is the 22 year? I think is 100 percent non blended original yeah. bourbon that they have called Blade and Bow. Everything else yeah. is okay. a blended version of the existing inventory. And right. so, even that 22 year and the existing inventory once it's gone, yeah, Blade and Bow essentially is gone now what the tour guide told us was they will still continue to blend existing barrels and continue the brand yeah but that existing inventory that profile will be gone yeah but so that what was she these, but what she didn't know is how much of the 22 years yeah, left, left and how much no they're actually making right it's an unlimited amount of 22 sure. that's right because as soon as someone realizes it's gone well, well remember they use a different process so yes. their process is called the solero process <laughs> yep. where they mm. take and their blending is steel trap they take but we talked about that in one of our previous episodes we did right they take like a four to six year and they blend it and they let it sit for a year wow full of shit (laughs) yeah exactly so full of shit check it out look it up if you want us to believe you you can't start laughing no I remember talking about it on (laughs) one of our podcasts we we totally did yeah it was not three not not the episode though So they, they blend, they do, they do a blend and they let that sit for like a year or something yeah. and then they do another blend and ultimately the 22 year, right in some way, it could be it goes droplets. through like levels, right? It could be droplets, yeah. it could be 
yeah you know gallons. It's, a, it's a great idea yeah. like the idea of continuing to like have that 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 taste that flavor that dna yep. kind of continue yeah. through it yeah the, I mean, the, I'm a Blade and Bow fan. I do oh, like. I, yeah. I do like. I do like Blade and Bow. It's a good bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there's any noticeable change. Right. Oh, yeah. sorry, Dave. It's episode two. Told you. <laughs> like I do. I'm, I'm telling you, I have no idea. I have no idea what I had for lunch two days ago. Yeah. I can't possibly tell you Blade when Bo, we did that, like out in wood. But strong start, though. Was a strong start? Uh, yeah, sure was. That's the seems, the. The interesting thing, as marketers, the Garden and um, excuse me, the Garden and Gun Club. No. Yeah, good call. It is a good call for Stitzel Weller. I'm not sure, so sure it was a good call for Garden and Gun. Right. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? I, I don't know. I mean, I. And again, we can include this or not, but if I looked at the brands that are remaining mm-hmm. within Stitzel Weller, it feels like you got a super high volume commercial brand in Bullet, right? Mm-hmm. successful yep. but it's not anchored in tradition like you would expect something no. like a garden gun to get aligned to blade and bow yes still but again a relatively young brand but still a relatively young brand and yeah. at some point its authenticity is probably going to peter out it's still maybe not, it's not produced maybe there. but it's not yeah. produced there yeah. everything so, there is bullet stored yeah. right that's it did blade and bow have their own uh dsp because you, you mentioned this before, their, so. their DSP was in the teens, but I think it was through acquisition of yep. other brands. But I think yep. there's a lore behind Blade and Bow that's kind of fun. I think that they're, well, they're good at their lore, right? So Bullet's a, a relatively young brand, but it's yep. made to feel like the frontier. Yeah. You know, so, Settlers, see, Gold to, Rush. To, to me, I'm kind of, I think you and I are on the same page, Crowd. It's the whole idea that the Garden Gun Club. <laughs> 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 That's a reason that if anybody wants to, if they're in the, the area and they want to see that, be a part of that, they won't yeah. go to that location for that. At some point, and this is harsh and we may need to edit out, Stitzel Weller will be kind of revealed for, there's not a whole yeah. lot of substance here. It's no. not there. It's a, I mean, we, we could have got the same content from driving through the place. Sure. Right. I mean, sure. old buildings, again, cool lore. Yeah. Tasting room was cool. It's nice. Yeah. But at some point, it's like, how far does that get you in yeah. this? Right. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see Garden and Gun aligning more with a Woodford or Absolutely. maybe maybe even a Buffalo. You know, I mean, just kind of, again, maybe yeah. it's a Southern thing, but I think about the hunting and all that whole kind of yeah. lure. I'd never heard Southern of Garden and Glove Gun yeah. until we moved down. It's a yeah. fantastic magazine. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so maybe I, had, I was just I had no idea that yeah. there was no production there at Stitzel Well. Yeah. I, knew, I knew the brand yeah. confusion existed just from... You know, again, when you looked name. at our tasting lineup, it was I.W. Harper, it was Bullet, and it was Blade and Bow. Right. Yep. So it's like, well, that's, to your point, there's no Weller. And then you look, oh, yeah. well, Weller doesn't even, yeah. that brand's traded hands many yep. times. So no old fit. So, again, I, yeah. Yeah. interesting dynamic, not to be skipped yeah. in the history, but as far as, like, learning, experiencing, I I, agree. I'd put yeah. it further down the list. Well, I, I agree. do. I agree with Kurt in that if you want to see what? What? Yeah. Oh, 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 wait a second. Wait There's a second. If, if that's you... worth that's worth this. That's worth right, this. Come on, man. Fuck. All right. <laughs> if you if you want to when you're in Louisville, I think the only opportunity you're going to get to experience high volume traditional distillery it sets a willer. 
but it wasn't. There was nothing in production. No, so if you wanted but, to see but the I mean, scale of it, like, but, it, but visually, yeah, yeah visually, if you scale. want to see what it was like back in the day in yeah, Louisville, yeah, in unless Louisville, you go to, that's the drive. unless you go to yeah. Buffalo Trace. But in Kurt, yeah. what you guys saw at Buffalo Trace, we saw the same thing at Woodford. I mean, it's just yeah, Woodford, you, you yeah. see the 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 blackened. You know, yeah. tan or yeah. blackened metal buildings from the the fungus yeah. thing yeah. that won't kill you, according to Alton. Um, <laughs> as long as you drink enough bourbon, you're fine. That's right. That's right. But, that's but right. I do think right. from an experience drink perspective more. of hey, this is what it looks like. There's big old trees. There's big sure. old warehouses. Yeah. It's a cool place. Yeah. No, yeah. it is. It is. So it was and, ha- like hallowed ground a little bit yeah. of of like the the legacy. But in yeah. all in all fairness, if it had been a you know, 60 degree October day, we may have enjoyed it a little bit better. Um, Perhaps. Just wand- Perhaps. wandering around the ground. Perhaps. I don't know. I got my hat with the keys on. That's all okay. I care yeah. about. Oh, yeah. So let's hear, uh, let's cool hear a little bit from Annie and uh, we'll come back and talk about tasting. Okay. Sweet. And we can take out the Miss Kentucky of 1984. I don't know. We can fact check I thought it. that was very complimentary. It was. It was, yeah. comment. It was my yeah. comment. It was bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. And break. So again, welcome everyone to Stitzel Weller. My name is Annie. I will be showing you around today. This was actually the first distillery to be built here in the United States after Prohibition ended. And the Stitzel Weller Company came about. It was the merger of two family-owned businesses that had done business together prior to Prohibition. We had the Stitzel family. They immigrated here from Germany. They were distilling whiskey down on Whiskey Row in Louisville. And then we had the W.O. Weller Company, and they were distributors of that product. The W.O. Weller Company brought to the table in that merger a young executive who'd started working there when he was 18 years old. He went on to preside as president here at Stitzel Weller for 31 years. His name's Julian Van Winkle, also known as Pappy in the Bourbon World. So they began construction here. It was December of 1933, and they called this area Shively. Took us a year and a half to build. We actually opened Derby Day, May 4th, 1935. When we opened, they called this place the Cathedral of Bourbon. And the reason being, at that time in history, we had the largest copper column still in the world. At that time in history, known by reputation as producing fine weeded bourbon, and it was unusual to use wheat as a secondary grain. At that time, most people used rye because rye was less expensive. Types of production, they fill a barrel here every four minutes, seven seconds, and that is very fast, even by today's distillation standards. After those barrels were filled, they came over to this machine and what this would do is it would stamp on the barrel head a couple different things. It would stamp usually a product code or lot code number identifying what's in the barrel. Usually the name of the distillery, so in our case it would be Stitzel Weller. And also every barrel produced is going to have what's called a DSP number. So here in the state of Kentucky, ever since the Civil War, anyone who's distilling alcohol for any reason is assigned one of those DSP numbers. It stands for Distilled Spirit Plant. Um, DSP number one for the state of Kentucky is the Bernheim Distillery. It's now owned by Heaven Hill. We here at Stitzel Weller are DSP 16, still a very low um, historic number. What we age here is Bullet. So in 2002, Bullet Bourbon was Diageo's first bourbon acquisition. So what we age here in these rickhouses is the Bullet Orange label in the 10-year. That yellow building way out back, that's actually our bottling line. So those two products are blended and bottled here as well. About three years ago, we opened the Bullet Distilling Company in Shelbyville, Kentucky. It's a stop on the Bourbon Trail. You can tour there. All of the distillation for Bullet happens there. Prior to that facility opening, up until 2014, Bullet was distilled on our behalf of Four Roses. And then between 2014 and opening that Shelbyville facility, as we walk past that building, though, you're going to notice a plaque that sits to the left of the front door. And it used to be on the front gate here at Stitzel Weller. It's a saying they attribute to Julian Van Winkle. It says, we make fine bourbon at a profit if we can, at a loss if we must, but always fine bourbon. I think that holds true when you're a family-owned business, but once you're a big company, they don't really like the loss part. <laughs> if we could take the lid off of the cylinder container to the left of the tails box, you'd see that it's divided into thirds. You can actually tell there's three 
foot pedals on the bottom of it. When we do a distillate run, three kinds of alcohol come off the still. We simplify it, just call it the head, the hearts, the tails. The only part of that run we capture and put in the barrel for aging is the center part, the hearts. The other two parts we hold in these big containers and actually sell off. When I first started working here, the top part of the run they were selling off as an ingredient used in the production of nail polish remover, and now they're selling it off for the production of hand sanitizer. The bottom part of the run is more lethal, and it's an ingredient they use in the production of diesel fuel. So when you hear stories that people used to die drinking moonshine, that was a legitimate thing. The alcohol wouldn't always be cut in a way that prevented people from drinking something that was ultimately poisonous. Houses here at Stitzelweller are what are called metal-clad buildings. All of them are seven stories high. Each floor has 32 rows. Each row has 28 barrels stacked three high. So the building we're standing in right now has over 18,000 barrels. Um, normally it's pretty aromatic in here. It's actually not so much today. Um, when you can smell that sweet smell though, we call it the angel share. And it's really just the evaporation of alcohol from these barrels as they age. They say evaporation the first year is its highest, about 10%. Every year thereafter, three to 4%. So you can have a barrel that's 10 years old. It's gonna be about one third less full. 20 years old, two-thirds less full, 30 years old, it can be actually all evaporated. It's hard to tell today, but typically when we go on this first floor of the Rick House, it's about 10 degrees cooler than it is outside. If we were on the top floor, it's 10 to 20 degrees warmer. So as a result of that changing temperature in the aging environment, barrels on the top are going to age faster than the ones on the bottom. Um, so the visitor center here at Stitzelweller is the old corporate offices, actually. So um, the building was designed on the front really to look a little bit like Thomas Jefferson's Monticello. Um, there's keys that hang on our front door, and that's really to pay homage to our history. So they say back in the day, Julian Van Winkle would open the property up and then hang those keys on the front door as a sign of Southern hospitality, wanting people to feel welcome. When they built out here, it was pretty rural, pretty far outside what they would consider the greater Louisville area. Built out here for two reasons. We already talked about the water, and that was one of them. But also, Sh Shively, where we are now, was annexed from Louisville, so they were exempt from paying city taxes. But one time after Prohibition, there were nine large distilleries up and operating in Shively. Shively is not that big. Got the nickname Lively Shively because of that, so. <laughs> the logo is depicted using five keys, and those really represent what Julian Van Winkle used to call the five keys of making bourbon, which are grains, yeast, fermentation, distillation, and aging. All of these keys on the very bottom are numbered one through five. If you collect all five keys, take a picture, send it to bladenbow.com, and engrave your name on one of these golden mint julep cups. So before we get started, though, we're going to do an exercise called the Kentucky Chew. Has anyone heard of that? You typically all hear about it as you travel the bourbon trail. I don't like that name, but it's an exercise that acclimates your palate to tasting bourbon neat. When we say neat, it's just as it is in these small Glen Karen glasses, room temperature, no ice, no water. So I'm going to ask you to participate with me. Well, can you pick up that first glass on your left? And we only do this one time. So what you want to do is just take a tiny sip out of this and wash that liquid around your palate. I swish it around in my mouth almost like mouthwash. And then give it a, a give it a swallow, just one tiny sip. That'll warm you up and wake you up, right? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so on the flight, we're going to be going left to right. And what we're going to be trying today, we're going to start out with those two IW Harper bourbons. The first one is that low-proof, no-age statement bourbon. The second one is a straight 15-year-old aged product. So these couldn't be at any further ends of the age spectrum. Um, the third pour in yours is the Blade and Bow. Again, we do this here on property. It's an old 22-year-old bourbon. Some of the last have ever been distilled here at Stitzelweller. Fractionally mingled using what they call the Solera process with four younger bourbons. And then we're gonna finish up the flight with two different bullet products. The first is that orange label. This is really their flagship. It's a blend of bourbons that are five, six, and seven years old. It sits at 90 proof. And then we're gonna finish the flight with a bullet single barrel, produced specifically for their single barrel program. Um, 
Delicious sits at 104 proof, so it's a little bit higher proof. So. All right, so now we're in the tasting room, uh, which was, I think, Pappy's old office. We walked through that. We saw the yep. the Hall of Chalices for those who collect all five keys. And the five keys, as part of Blade & Bow's uh, logo, they're numbered on the bottle. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. You collect all five. You send in a photo. You get a gift certificate. And then you can come to Stitzelweller and collect your gold chalice that's on the shelf of hundreds of chalices. <laughs> There's a lot of uncollected yes. chalices. And that the lore behind that, I think we covered in episode two, which is pretty awesome, that it's, uh, it's the five keys to, to distilling grape bourbon. It's kind of cool. Which we're not going to repeat. Listen to episode two. That's why we did it. But the keys, so, were, the, we key, the keys were a sign of hospitality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And there were five keys, supposedly, to the ground. That one Pappy, well, yeah, and, when Pappy yeah. unlocked the door. Hanging on the doorknob. Help yourself. Yeah. Yada, 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 yada. Solera distilling, yada yada yada. Nothing's done here. Stop. Kurtz offended. Stop. Kurtz offended. Oh, Miss, Kurtz offended. Miss Kentucky eighty four. Ooh, he just went limp too. I just went limp. <laughs> I don't want to know how you know that. Well, his microphone went. Uh, all know, right. So, nippy. All right. So our first one we tasted was an I W Harper. I remember I had I W Harper. Um, nope. We had the I W Harper. Straight bourbon, which apparently is like huge in Japan. Yeah, so I think it was distributed over there exclusively for a long time, and it's just now become back available uh, in the U.S. Is that right? It's a mixed history. It's kind of weird. I've I've done some research on it. It's it's hard to trace what it is. So uh, talk about the uh, other ignorance because we're not snobs. We're enthusiasts and we're learning. <laughs> we're ignorant I didn't know people. what the hell NAS was. So we had an IW Harper NAS. I don't know what, what that means NAS? right now. Well, thank you. I had to look it up. It's a no age statement. Oh. So it could be one year. Well, it's, to be bourbon, it's got to be at least two. Well, okay, two. But they don't they don't claim anything, which I guess gives them a la- large latitude of blending and hmm. bottling. Yeah, okay, but, that's interesting. Yeah, but if you look at it like on the some sites, you'll see like IWS NAS, and I saw other bourbons with that before, but I didn't know what it means. But yeah, it's yeah. No, no age, age statement. statement. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, and then, so just for yeah, the record, Jay yeah. was a fan. He was a fan in, in he has the specifically 15. to the fifteen. He has a bottle of 15. Jay was, had a bottle of Jay 15. was there just to buy all the 15 they had. Well, and apparently Marcy figured out a way, and now he's got plenty. He's got plenty. Oh, did she really? Yes. Really? She ordered, th- she ordered six bottles for him. So Go, yes. Marcy. Does, it's not a secret Christmas present. No, no, no. Okay. He, she, I was sitting next to her when she told Jay about it. So Marcy I got a picture rocks. tonight of three bottles. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that IW Hopper 15 is not a cheap bottle. No, it's it was one. It's, it's, six. it's packaged very well. Um, very fancy and I think, 70s Decatur. Yeah, and Decatur. Jay, Jay in particular, Jay in is, particular, right? um, I think it's he fancy. likes it because it's super smooth. Yes, it is. Super and it is very smooth. My palate prefers, you know, a rare breed at 100 plus and with a little bit more oomph. And $45. And $45. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I think, you know. It again. It's it's a kind of a sophisticated presented brand. Sophisticated. 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 But, sophisticated. Yep. Are you taking a selfie? No, I'm okay. looking for the uh, the tasting Side, sheet. Sidebar. It was a blast. Who's got the tasting sheet? Oh yeah. Troopers. It was awesome yep. having Marcy and Jay. Oh, absolutely. It was funny. Jay you get a couple bourbons in him, and he starts to come out <laughs> in a fun way. 
That was good. The 15 was good. I, I yeah. don't know if I'd rush out and grab a bottle myself, but um, I liked it. Jay was right. It was super smooth. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I did like super the 15. Smooth. I don't what know was, what the retail... What's the retail? I have no idea. I think it was like 150 to 300. Was it really? Okay. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. the uh, the $900 bottle you guys were trying to convince me to buy? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, uh, it was the, it was a 22-year Blade and Bow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a Blade and Bow which, fan. Which they sell one a day. Or they make available one a day Golly. in the gift shop. And they yeah. sell it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kurt, you could have been that guy. Magic number one. I was asking you guys to go in with me, but you wouldn't. No, hell no. I wouldn't pay that much for a blade and bow. No, same, right, same thing. Not unless that key is 10K. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's an interesting thing on the tour, too, now that I'm looking at like some of the photos from the Rick House. Diageo owns Ditzelweller. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So yep. Uh, DSP KY16, some early, early yep. brands in there. They talk about the life of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Right, a couple places I've talked about the life of the barrel, but theirs, I believe, their story was bourbon is single time, one time, new charred um, American white oak uh, barrel. Yeah. Yep, that's good. right. That then gets broken down, sent over to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotland, is reconnoitered and to Scotch uh, for their Johnny Walker. Yes, it was Johnny Walker Red. Okay. Then after Johnny Walker, then it goes to uh, Mexico. Yep. To a tequila, Juan, uh, Juan, Juan. No, no, no. No, it wasn't. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's, it's a tequila. And they said tequila beats up on the barrel. Yep. Then, then it, it gets goes. broken down and goes to Jamaica Man yep. for Captain Morgan Spiced. And then if there's anything left of it, usually gets sold off to a vineyard or to a brewery. Yep. And then they pour whatever is left. And yep. that, so. that wood is... That wood is Different at so that point. Big corporate, big corporate holder. Yeah, squeezing the margin out of the white oak yeah. in a yeah. big way. That was yeah. pretty funny though. They, they, they did call out that tequila. So if, no wonder after a couple of tequila shots, you wake up the next day and your guts fighting. Uh-huh. <laughs> that must be the most it's abusive. Of yeah, it's very rough. Juan Cortez, maybe. Um, no. I can't remember. Juan no, but anyway, Juan Carlos. I don't know. But Google, it's a um, Google truck is on it. Yeah, yeah I thought it was interesting. They, they, and I guess it's for shipping purposes. Yeah, they, they, break they go through the hassle of breaking them down and reassembling yeah. them like five times. Yeah. So I'm like, you can't put some something in it and just ship it in that. Right. I don't know, but it's it was interesting to, to Jose see Jose Cuervo. And the Diageo. I don't think it was Jose. No, that's okay. Um. But it was it was it, it, another another fact about the barrels that they said the cooperage is you can get two barrels out of one mature sixty plus year old oak tree because they only use the wood that is the first branch below. There are no knots in any of the staves, which limits and you to how many barrels do you get out of one tree? Uh, just said that. Do you listen to the podcast? I don't. Okay. So so let's see if he gets it right. Kurt, let's try. Let me do you, Don Julio, maybe. Sure. Uh, two barrels. You see what we? You see what? Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to answer the last question that was asked. I thought the Google truck was closed tonight. All right. So what did you? So all right. So then we did the blade and we t- back to the tasting room. We tasted blade and bow, which we've all had before. Right? Yes. It's yes. Very consistent. See, uh, good bourbon. Good bourbon. Yeah. yeah then we hit the uh, bullet orange label, which is on every shelf. Labels are crooked because they can't get them straight. That was your thing. 
Yeah, that was because your cue. they couldn't get it straight, so they okay. just decided to make it crooked. Okay. When they used to like one by hand, yeah, they were never yeah, on right. straight. So yep. they're like, let's just let okay, the machine. You need do to it. expand on the story. I get it, but that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just helping. I'm just here to help. And then we had the bullet. Uh, Everybody's barrel. not as smart and as far as you care. I'm just no, trying I don't to know about that. Single barrel, small batch. What's that? What was the other bullet? It wasn't an age. It wasn't like a bullet ten. It was a bullet. Must have been a small batch. I can't imagine bullet pulling out a single barrel. They're or too big. It was a batch. green label, right? There's a now the black one. It's like a black and silver. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me look at my. I'm not a know. bullet fan, so yeah, I, I like it. I like it. It's, it's pretty, mm. pretty consistent. Good yeah. for a mixer. I tell you Derek what, Derek really likes the. Rock. I tell you what, I like though. Yeah. Uh, Annie tour guide. Every she explained everyone and she toasted everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which I thought point. is a kind of a it was a fun kept us all engaged. Yep. Big table. I would agree. This was a bigger, was bigger taste. Yep. Group. It was a big group. Yeah. So yeah, she'd explain it, and then it was hey, cheers to IW15. Yep. Yep. That so was actually that was cool. I mean, think of the room. That was a good room on a on a cold rainy day. Oh, it was oh, a yeah. beautiful sitting room. Sitting in it was yeah. it was very much like a little cottage, very like a hunting intimate. Cottage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was nice. Digging it, intimate. Well, and she right. was she was like the perfect representation of like Kentucky too. Yep, you know. So yep, she was very very hospitable. Yep, very knowledgeable. Excellent. Where do we so, go from there? Uh, from there, did anybody we, buy? No, nobody no, bought a bottle. Nobody bought anything. No. Really Kurt, I, Kurt I mean, got a hat, a cool, and I cool got merch. and I got a um, yeah, a, a Tervis for another blade and bow fan that's in our office. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of uh, apparel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a great deep shelf of uh, of spirit. Yep. Did you say Tervis? Tervis tumbler. Mm-hmm. Okay, tumbler. I got that part. The double, you know, double, the big wall double insulated. insulated thing. Huh. Okay, I didn't know it was Turvis. Yeah, Turvis right. Tumblr. They okay. invented the, the double wall. <laughs> Man, correct. All right. Also pronounced thermos. All right. If you have a list. <laughs> put it, put it Where do we go that. next? Right. No, so, Stitzel Weller. Yeah. Yes. This, so, this droning on and on is kind of how the tour was. I think it was. All right. <laughs> to uh, to Stitzel Weller. To Stitzel Weller. Bourbon on. Bourbon on. You're still drinking the same thing you were drinking an hour ago. I am. I am. 